Hello and welcome to Talk of the Town. This show is a collaboration between the City of Winter Park, the Winter Park Chamber of Commerce, and Rollins College, and each show provides useful information and a transparent look into the happenings here in Winter Park. I'm Sam Stark, Vice President here at Rollins, and I'm pleased to serve as the co-host with Betsy Gardner-Eckbert, CEO of the Winter Park Chamber of Commerce, and Mayor Phil Anderson, Mayor of this great city of Winter Park. Welcome to both. Great to be back with you all. And um, here we go, another edition of Talk of the Town. So Great to be a, here at just a day late. Happy Valentine's happy Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Thanks. Same to both of you. Uh, Betsy, good to see you. Everything good in the chamber world? Everything's really good in chamber world. We're well and truly in our centennial celebration uh, we'll get more into that in a minute, but it, it couldn't be a better time to be uh, attached to the Winter Park Chamber of Commerce. Awesome. Uh, Mayor, we'll start with you. There's sort of a crazy and unique situation happening in Winter Park that you have a meeting uh, to, to deal with today. Absolutely. So, you know, I don't, we, I don't think it's worth diving into too much and trying to, you know, politicize or um, predict. But just tell us, can you, a little bit about what your meeting is about today? Yeah, we uh, you know we have something happening that doesn't really happen very often, and that is um, you know we uh, one of our commissioners um, decided to that he may need to prioritize some of his other time, and so we're going to be in the process today of really def- deciding what that really means. Um, you know, is there a resignation, and you know what do we do about it if there is? or or not and uh, it's kind of an interesting thing there's a lot of discussion around it uh, but we're going to have that discussion this afternoon and um, uh, you know it'll, it'll involve looking at what the charter says and all that kind of thing yeah so it's kind of an exciting time you know we went from a time when um, you know there was no we did not have an election this cycle to you know something in the future that might might have several elections so we'll see where where that leads us indeed well um right mom always said expect the unexpected and so here we are <laughs> uh, good luck today and um for those who uh listen on the podcast the you know the the results will be already uh, determined and so we'll see where it goes look worth saying anybody who puts themselves into the public service sphere and serves is a is a good person and so um uh, I, I admire and appreciate anyone who's willing to, to do that. And, so, and that's that's true. And whatever you know, whichever way it happens, um, you know, we've had a really strong commission that has had a, a very uh, successful legislative agenda for the last three or four years. Yeah. So you know that kind of success will continue. Yeah, for sure. So two great events coming up, both sort of the, the, the same titles but different audiences, and I think it's a win for the residents and the community of Winter Park. Uh, states of the city, um, one hosted by the city, one hosted by the chamber. Uh, Betsy, maybe you want to talk about your event and the chambers, and then uh, Mayor, maybe you can share a little bit about yours. So we're enjoying our over 40-year tradition. I think it's maybe 42 years that the chamber has hosted the mayor's address, uh, and we will be at the Alfond Inn, probably news to the Rollins, uh, (laughs) or, or good news to the Rollins listeners. We'll be at the Alfond Inn, as, as we have been many, many times in the past, um, and we'll be celebrating what's wonderful about our city. We're always privileged to create a platform for Mayor Anderson to share the accomplishments of the government uh, and, and our city over the past year, 
And of course, we're privileged to do that again this year. And then we love bringing together about 300 of our closest friends. So uh, we are going to be convening, and you know, certainly the community and, and elements of the business community. And this year we're uh, kicking off a video essay contest right? entitled What Makes Winter Park a Great Place to Live. And I think you're going to be absolutely uh, floored by what I don't know. Maybe I'm aging myself, mm-hmm. but I, I the what what these kids were capable of doing was just maybe a phone and I don't know what, but uh, some really impressive finalists, and then we'll announce the winner. Uh, so at who's that. in the who who was eligible to participate? In high school the video? students, okay. high school students in Winter Park, and Excellent. they made a video essay of why they like living here, and it was really a kind of blow your doors off situation. We got the submissions back so we'll be showing the three finalists and announcing the winner so they're about a minute and a half to two minute long videos so we're going to show those and then um we are going to be uh you know i'll be giving an address on the state of the chamber so we'll kind of give a, an update on, on on everything that's that's good and strong about winter park that's fantastic mayor how about the uh, the cities you, know, you, get, is, you uh, get to do both so i know uh, <laughs> i know this is one of those great things about being mayor is you get to you know you get to stand up and you get to talk to people that mean a lot to winter park and this year we've got two audiences we've got a very very strong chamber celebrating 100 years the business community well represented and uh, so we get to talk to them and and i get to talk to them but we also get to talk to residents who may not have been able to attend the chamber event and so we'll do be doing that on friday morning at 9 a.m um but uh you know spoiler alert the state of the city is, is pretty strong excellent and so it's going to be the same <laughs> similar messages to both um but uh, one of the things that i'm really honored to do is to celebrate the mayor's founders award and this year, uh, we're giving that Founders Award to Hal George. As you may Fantastic. know, Hal is a 1976 graduate of Rollins College. Yes. Um, but most people know of him as Parkland Homes and a premier home builder in the city. But what he's also done, he and Thad Seymour, former Rollins president, co-founded the Habitat for Humanity effort here in Winter Park years and years and years ago. And they've done 58, 58 homes, most of which are in the city limits of Winter Park. It's a really special time, and it's a pleasure to honor him. And uh, so come out uh, at either event and show your support for Hal and all the good work that he and his family have done and uh, the Rollins engagement. Um, but uh, but that's, that's, that's one of great. the highlights of you know, being mayor is, you know, the two big highlights are the state of the city and the countdown to the tree lighting <laughs> right and come you, on mayor there's more highlights <laughs> than that those are certainly the most fun and harmless so uh no those are those are great uh, um i love about all the hours and hours and hours that you sit in public meetings <laughs> right well if you're a wonk i guess that is fun but so uh, welcome to that club how i think was probably one of the maybe top five or you know first five or six guests uh uh on um, rollins around town sort of the sister show to, uh, to to this effort and uh he's truly fantastic um proud to uh, see and pleased to see him get recognized the the timing is very interesting um uh, rollins shares um or celebrates on friday the 17th of this month thad and polly seymour acts of kindness day and it's uh, a special day on this campus that we've been doing for a few years. 
and obviously a great way to honor and recognize Thad, uh, who, who sadly has passed, but Polly, who thankfully has not, uh, their outstanding service and kindness, right? Like who, who couldn't use a little more kindness in their day? So there's a lot of campus community events. Um, there's a lot of community organizations that come onto campus wow. to introduce their scope uh, to our uh, to our students and connect a lot of dots and get organizations to engage. And really, the sort of the signature event is a we're uh, working on a Habitat for Humanity house with, of course, the great Hal George. Maybe U.S. News and World Report needs to start measuring. Kindness, kindness as a collegiate metric because sounds like you guys might own that one you know this is a tangent but i talked to our friends at the florida chamber about some of their scorecard and how they grade our legislature and i, I say that you should add add civility to to, to the measurements uh, for the florida legislature that may not go so well, <laughs> well anyway that's a side soapbox that i could get on uh, but i'll but i'll well, stay off it let me just share a, a little quick story about that you know a few years yes. ago i was uh you know, we were just struggling, you know, things were not, you know, what did the future of the world look like? And he said, Phil, you know, every time you ever worry about that, just go down and stroll through the college campus. And what you see are young people enthusiastic about life, enthusiastic about the future, and your confidence will be restored. Mm. And he's right. It, right. it really, really works. So a tribute to all the kids. Plus, all I just feel younger sure. setting foot on this campus this morning. That's right. <laughs> Sometimes it goes the opposite way, but that, <laughs> but that's, um, well, uh, Thad and Polly Seymour, Acts of Kindness Day on the 17th. And, and to your point, it really is a very Rollins-centric uh, tradition of service. It's a um, part of freshman orientation and um, student organizations at all levels um, are not required, but um, sort of choose to, to do it. And so our Greek system, our student athletes, other organizations give back. We probably need to do um, a, a, a better job of quantifying the community service hours and the partnerships with other community nonprofits because it's it's real and it's extensive. So great tie in there between the Founders uh, Award that you uh, get to um, bestow upon Hal and the Thad and Polly Seymour Acts of Kindness Day. Um, Shift gears a little bit to economic development. That's what um, Betsy does. And, Mayor, you certainly uh, have, have made that an important priority for the city. Um, can you guys give a latest updates from uh, the Economic Development Advisory Board? We had a meeting yesterday. Excellent. And, uh, actually, there's some exciting things going on. The city has engaged a consultant who delivered his Phase 1 report yesterday. And then we, we kind of worked on scope for Phase 2 which is to identify areas of opportunity for us within our retail and restaurant mix, which is um, much appreciated. And, and the mayor and I have talked about this. We've worked on this for a while. Uh, you know, I grew up here and growing up in Winter Park, we were certain that nobody in Central Florida had anything like what we had. Um, and, and I still don't think anybody has anything quite mm -hmm. like what we have. Right. But I do think that you sleep at your own peril, right? And so it's important for us to make sure that we're maintaining a competitive mix uh, with respect to all the other competitive districts that are emerging in the region to create potentially competitive pressure for Winter Park. Uh, and it's the dollars that come here for restaurant and retail. And so um, I'm grateful to the mayor for his collaboration. We had a, a commission to subcommittee to work on some of these things. And so working rigorously with our consultant to understand what those areas of opportunity are 
and more importantly, what we can do about them. Are mm-hmm. there incentive packages? Are there ways for us to create market opportunities that don't exist? Is there a way for us to be smarter about marketing? Is there what are the ways that we can be uh, competitive? And then the other thing I'm grateful to the city for is the implementation of pedestrian counters. So for years, people have asked us, how many people visit Winter Park in a year? Uh, until we're barcoding people who come in and out of here, which I'm not sure is going to be a popular thing to do. We didn't know that. And so I'm grateful to the city's economic development department for acquiring and implementing the use of these pedestrian counters. And so we actually know it's a huge number of people. You know, 1.4 million people is what we can actually use a data set to predict. And that's important for luring companies that want to make investments here. It's important to us for grants that we might want to apply for. It's very important for us to tell stories about our art and cultural institutions and and to get support for them. So this is great to be armed with these types of, of metrics um, to support the kind of entire ecosystem. Right. And that's and I think this is when we set up our little special subgroup, which included Betsy, myself, uh, Commissioner DeCicio, and sounds like and you Drew need Matson. a secret handshake to get in the special subgroup. <laughs> well, no, no, did well, I we, miss it, Mayor? Secret, but secret. we did a uh, we did a special subcommittee to say, you know, what is what does economic development look like in Winter Park? And then as a board, the board engaged a top level retail consultant out of California. And he started drawing comparisons of, you know, internet shopping versus brick and mortar shopping. And he came out really, really confident and strongly in support, in particular Park Avenue and, you know, Hannibal Square and other little corridors. And, you know, we all know buildings get repurposed. You know, the the body shop and garages down on Orange Avenue got repurposed into yeah. foxtails and the courtesy and, uh, you know, whatever you want to do down there. Um, so things are going to be repurposed. And what he's doing for us is he's putting parameters around there. If you're going to repurpose things, then go after the things that are synergistic with who Winter Park is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's really great. You know, we've started talking about the critical mass of comparison shopping. I'm not a retail expert. But if you're a Rollins Business School person and you want to go read something about the retail real estate world, come read this report. It's public. It's free. But he's talking about that and and how that is such a big differentiator between us and, say, Winter Garden or other Main Street districts. We've got great restaurants. Everybody's got great restaurants. But it's the comparison shopping that is the glue to keeping people on the street. And I think he's going to give us some tools and specifics about how to keep that strong, how to let that bleed over into other corridors, you know, whether it's Orange Avenue, whether it's, you know, down New England. Um, and, you know, the next phase is we got to sell it. So mm-hmm. that's. Yeah. That's, that's Count Betsy's me in. Shop. I'm ready to go. <laughs> that's right. Put me in, coach. I'm ready. <laughs> so, uh, but I, I, this was something that, uh, you know, I think we both feel very, very strongly about know what works here in Winter Park and make sure that as you repurpose things, that what gets repurposed fits with what works. Yeah. So thanks. That's exciting. Um, any sort of short term next steps? I mean, is there anything that residents will see, feel, hear, um, you know, in the short term? Or I mean, I know this is a process and I know it takes time and it, and it frankly is probably in many ways somewhat generational. But is there anything that people will see soon? 
I think when we get into the phase two, there'll be a, a number of public opportunities for landlords, for brokers, for users, for residents to come in and really contribute toward where this ultimately goes. Right. Um, and, and I'm excited about that. I, I think this is a really great effort. So I want to thank the chamber. I want to thank others that serve on that board. You know, we, uh, we do have a Main Street, our first Main Street America neighborhood on Park Avenue. Right. And uh, that's going to be ramping up. Uh, we'll see what that leads to. Uh, I'm, it's, it's not my forte. Right. You know, I'm more about sewer systems and water <laughs> systems and power right. plants. But that's uh, sexy. But boring I, but, but important. <laughs> exactly. Boring but important. That's right. All right. Thank you. That's fantastic. Um the economic development of our community um, is so tied to the chamber and uh, the chamber's 100-year history. So, Betsy, we're early on into the celebrations. So much has gone on, so much still to come. Um, what's the latest and um, what's new with Centennial Celebration? Well, we're, we're having the best time with this. It's really quite extraordinary to be 100 years of anything in Florida. And we talk about how Winter Park really was surrounded to some degree by wilderness still in 1923. So we were organizing, our community was way ahead of its peers in Florida. And, and it's just a wonderful thing to to look back on so many people that are still with us who contributed to that type of success. And, and you know, we're a nine square mile GDP of $4 billion. I mean, that's a big deal. And so we're really privileged to host the celebration of that. And so that's what we're doing um, as we've talked a little bit about in the past, we were intentional about making sure that our celebration was inclusive. We knew that there were elements of the first hundred years, unfortunately, that weren't inclusive of all sta- stakeholders. And we wanted to make sure that that the part that, that we can control from here on out, um, that we are an inclusive community and that we set markers around that. And values and priorities around how we celebrate this experience is really important. So we created a birthday party that everyone could help create. And so we did that. On January 21st, we hosted 400 community volunteers that approached in total almost 2,000 service hours rendered to create the elements of Fun 100, our birthday party that's actually in Mead Garden until the 30th of April and through the generosity of our sponsors is free of charge. So we wanted people to be able to come and join in our celebration. And we really wanted the resourcefulness of this community to be on display. And we wanted our part of our resourcefulness to be the generosity of our volunteers. And the other part of it was the resourcefulness of how we we created the elements of this exhibition. We challenged everyone attached to it, including our production designers, Um, that everything had to be made of a found object or recyclable, reclaimable material. And so if you go over to Mead Garden, which is Mm -hmm. now open, you'll see an alligator made out of garden hoses. You're going to see a puffer fish made out of golf tees. You're going to see a flamingo made out of reused plastic water bottles. And people got really, really creative in the expression of this. We also worked with over 12 schools, art departments to create these elements and um, you know, there's really cool things like we wanted to create a, a doghouse community that mirrored Winter Park's community. And the doghouses were actually made of what looks like regular building materials, but they were actually harvested from two home demolitions in Winter Park. We got with one of the custom home builders and said, hey, 
do you know when these are coming up and can we go get some stuff? And so just creating sustainability as a value is sometimes what it takes to be successful at sustainability. So we really wanted people to feel like they didn't have to boil the ocean to be good at sustainability. This was a way to showcase our community doing it and doing it as a first try pretty well, I think. So you'll see um, repurposed dumpsters out there that are themselves art canvases uh, that our community painted by numbers to, to reveal kind of scenes from Winter Park. And you'll also see 50 iconic four feet high 100s that have all been expressed in people's brand identities. Uh, and they line the, the entrance to Mead Garden, which is itself is a pretty interesting sight to see. And then we have games made out of shipping pallets with huge game pieces made out of rocks and large dominoes that the Lake Highland engineering students created for us. And it's just a really cool collaboration. Um, you know, we're so thrilled that we've got micro libraries at the Garden of Knowledge made out of little microwaves that kids can press the buttons on and take mm. books out of. And uh, and then we uh, collected over 80 mirrors in this community mm-hmm. to create an art installation of mirrors, which is itself designed to be a, a reflection point for people to think about, hey, what can I contribute to the next hundred years to kind of make it as right as it can be and as strong as it can be? Um, and I'm grateful to Full Sail University. If you've ever gotten the privilege of collaborating with them, which I know you have, a lot. it is just one of the coolest experiences ever to see that team yep. swarp it, swarm in like a um, a beehive and just take care of it. They're unbelievable. unbelievable. So Full Sail is our presenting sponsor, and we're really grateful to Cypress Bank and Orlando Health, Advent Health, Gardens at Depew, Waste Pro, and Massey Services for being our um, centennial sponsors on this um, and, you know, just a little side note, we had to get 80 mirrors from the front of Mead Gardens down to the mm-hmm. way back of Mead mm-hmm. Gardens. That's a very, very tough putt. And I'm really grateful to the Rollins <laughs> Teaks who came out right on. and took all those mirrors down to the lake for us to get, to get them fabricated. So uh, it's just been a really cool time to see the community come together and do something that they've never done before. And I'm really proud of this community and the way yeah. people have engaged with this. So it's called Fun 100. It's at Mead Garden, and we hope people will come until the 30th of April. It's free go. of charge. Very cool. No, I had the opportunity to be there when you all launched it last week. And, uh, and then I had the opportunity to be back out there yesterday. Uh, we had the 20th annual Interfaith Trees for Peace tree planting nice. in Mead Gardens. So we ended up with uh, three interfaith schools coming together to to plant you know longleaf pines in uh, in the garden and the way it's been fixed up to celebrate this 100th anniversary is pretty spectacular and i think people really ought to we saw people bouncing around uh, there was a, a bunch of preschoolers out there mm. that were fully engaged on the tree stumps love it <laughs> much to their mom's chagrin <laughs> but uh, but they were doing great well, right. the tree stumps, we made three kind of, they look like drum circles kind of of these yeah. tree log stumps that actually Hurricane Ian gave us. <laughs> so we we had the log stumps. Fortunately, the city forestry people cut those up for us. And then we had our community volunteers paint decorative tops on them. So they're really, it's really fun to see kids engaging with these right. elements. They're really just things otherwise that would go in the landfill that we've repurposed. And it's it's been a pretty fun experience. That's fantastic. 
Lots more to, to do uh, with the celebrations. People can go to winterpark.org and uh, see the latest and participate where they can. Yeah, we just had a lecture on history of the business community Rick Baldwin gave last week. That's on our Facebook page if you missed it. Don't miss it because it's absolutely fantastic. And then we have a centennial speaker series throughout the year. In April, our Good Morning Winter Park will actually be uh, at Mead Garden, where AOA, our production design company, will be talking about their process. You know, they usually service Disney and Universal-type clients where they have a brand-new shiny material they get to use instead of discarded trash and water bottles and things like that. So they've never done a project with volunteer labor or found objects before, and so they're going to talk about the process of of doing that. Um, They didn't quit, which was really exciting because we thought they would hate this, and they said this is actually their favorite thing they've ever worked on. It's a whole so new it's, line of business for them, which hopefully you're getting a small percentage down the road. Rollins so, graduate is managing director of that. So we <laughs> like it very much. So there we go. That's fantastic. Um, you mentioned all the, the kids engaging. Um, the, the, there's one of my favorite chamber programs is our youth leaders, your youth leaders program. It's not kids, it's young adults. Uh, deadline for those applications. Can you just give a brief snapshot uh, of that? That is in March. I've got to get you the exact date. Those applications are open now. Right. It's really important to remember that you do not need to attend Winter Park High School to go to that program. You do need to be a rising junior or senior. Right. And we service 15 regional schools plus. So if you don't go to a Winter Park school, come on down. We'd love to have you. The diversity of the students in that class are what makes that great. The other thing is we have uh, tuition assistance. If, if you know, that's an issue, we don't make it an issue. We would love to just, um, we have a, a, something on the application where people can just check a box saying they're going to require tuition assistance and that's done. So we're very privileged to host really talented high school students from throughout the region. Mayor's very generous with his time coming and speaking to them. And uh, they're just amazing people yeah. that we're delighted to pour into um, to make sure that, that the next generation of leaders are ready to go in this community. And we we'd very much like for them to stay here. That's mm-hmm. good. It's a good program. Well, thanks. Uh, yeah, check, check that one out if you have a rising junior or a senior. Uh, one other thing that is a, is a collaboration, it's sort of a chamber event, but I know, Mayor, you've gone and, and are committed to, um, you know, Tallahassee. Uh, and the chamber has a day um, in March, I believe, where... Um, uh, a group of people, particularly supporting the arts, will will head up there. Rollins is pleased to to go and 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 be on that bus, literally, and uh, figuratively. Betsy and Mayor, you want to just talk about the importance of of that effort in Tallahassee? People think eight hours on a bus in one day sounds not fun, but we make it fun. <laughs> I bet you so do. Uh, several years ago, unfortunately, Florida sunk to the bottom at 48 of uh, 50 states with respect to matching arts grant funding. Matching arts grant funding is something that happens throughout the country to stimulate not only development of the arts, but to make sure that there's a robustness to capital campaigns and there's funds to create uh, opportunities for people to build new performing arts centers, et cetera, but also provide operational support to robustly managed arts organizations. And we really enjoyed our our rank as number four in the country in providing matching arts grant funding. And that's really where we should be based on our state size. After, unfortunately, the Parkland shooting, our creative legislators appropriated those funds to go into school security. And so that fund was rated and drawn down to an embarrassingly $2.3 million for this entire state. Mm. 
So at that point, um, the chamber did a lot of looking at what, again, going back to what the mayor talked about, what is contextually appropriate for Winter Park? We can't do what's the same as somebody else because this is a special place. So we thought, how can the chamber add real value with respect to economic development here that that respects what we're all about in our DNA? And how can we support our nonprofits in a meaningful way? So what can we do that they can't do for themselves? And that's actually advocate and lobby. So we put a campaign together called Art is Good Business. We went up to our legislators in Tallahassee, literally on a bus. We leave at six o'clock in the morning. And we move through about 12 to 15 legislative offices. We'll meet with senators and uh, representatives. We also meet with the governor's office. And over the past five years that we've been doing this, we've seen arts re- funding restored to $63 million was last session. So we's vulnerable. They start at zero and build this. Um, but we're grateful that one of our key uh, members of this initiative was actually appointed to the um, the grants funding uh, vetting committee and that's carol goggin who's a trustee of rollins and the chair elect of the chamber board so we've actually kind of infiltrated the system and we've put people all around to make sure that we've got both in the executive side and the legislative side support for this because it's important and the reason why it's important is that every dollar that's invested in these grants yields a nine dollar return on investment so we're going to leave the benefits of the arts to the arts experts to talk about why it supports cognitive development in children, all that stuff. That's not my area of expertise, so I'm going to let experts cover that. But what we're expert at in is is economic opportunity. And we love that $1 invested yields $9 um, of return. So just to frame this, last year we got the appropriation. In that $63 million, $500,000 of grants were approved for Winter Park arts-based organizations, yielding an almost $4.5 million return Right here in Winter Park, that's a big deal. Yep. Our city's budget every year is a little over $100 million. And so we're talking about 4% of what happens in Winter Park on a government basis delivered by our legislature. And the virtuous cycle is such that a lot of those dollars come back as sales tax revenues for them to go spend again. So it's a wonderful win-win. We love that we've been able to engage people across both aisles on this. And let's face it, there's not a lot of both aisles material going through that place right now. So it's a win-win-win-win-win. We love doing this, and, and the movement's really growing. We get feedback from the legislature that, like, hey, we've never heard of a chamber taking this position before. In fact, the head of United Arts said, Nobody, I've never heard of a chamber doing this in the country. So we're really proud to add value where we can. And, you know, this makes sense for us. Yeah. And Mayor, yeah. you go. I mean, it's which is awfully impressive to take your time and no, support and, the and arts it, like you do. It's so important to Winter Park. I mean, there's things that we're well known for. And one of them is really arts and culture. Yeah. And, you know, there are so many visitors that come to town because of the Morse Museum and the Tiffany Collection. Right. There's so many people come to town because of the Palashik and the sculpture gardens. There are just people come to town for the two sidewalk art festivals, which one of them's coming right up here in uh, what March 18th. Yep. And, um, and, you know, we have a history museum that's sort of co-celebrating this hundred years of the chamber that people come out and take a look at. It, it is such a big part of why we all live here and why we choose to. You know, and Rollins College has such a huge investment in the arts as well. You know, the the top performing arts school in the state. Yes. Uh, which, by the way, I'll be attending the Anna Russell performance on Friday night. Like um, 
I hope it's not in the old English from William Shakespeare because I have to <laughs> listen for the first five minutes just to get to understand Process it. So we'll it. see. Yeah. But, uh, but uh, As You Like It is going to be playing. But it's such a big part of who we are and who we self-identify with is right. we appreciate arts, we appreciate education, we appreciate beauty, we appreciate charm, we appreciate our surroundings. And, um, you know, for the chamber to take the initiative and get up there and lobby for us and for the state is a pretty big deal. Yep. So thank you. That's great. Well, and um, not to call out the First Lady of Winter Park, but arts is important to her. She serves on an important Orange County Arts uh, Review Application Review Committee. So uh, clearly the Andersons are all in. So thanks to both of you <laughs> yeah. for that. Uh, you did mention, as you like it, a great performance at our Annie Russell Theater, February 17th through the 25th. So if um, listeners out there want to come check out that great production, please uh, please feel free. Um I'll just share, too, that spring sports are in full gear. So RollinSports.com, lacrosse, baseball, softball, um, plenty to do. And uh, check out some great uh, student-athletes here. Um, I think we've kind of come to to the end. Anything else anybody want to mention? A little bit behind the wheel here, Please. but the youth leaders application deadline is March 10th. There you go. Power <laughs> of text right. messaging. Uh, Mayor, anything else to close? No, there's just so many good things going on. And, uh, you know, we'll have much more to talk about, about MLK Park. Yes. uh, One thing about MLK Park, we are absolutely keeping the Fortress Park theme alive. I can't even imagine how many emails you've had (laughs) about that. God bless you, Mayor. That is Uh, a lightning rod. But but it's going to be great and uh, many good things. Thank you. That's fantastic. Well, it was breaking news that the state of the city is strong. So uh, talk of the town uh, doing doing our great work here. Betsy, any final word for you from the chamber? No, we just hope people will follow us on social media and get our newsletter because there's a lot coming at you and we don't want anybody to miss it. Again, our focus is that not only will our celebration be inclusive, but that we're building um, you know, a new model of inclusivity and prosperity that hopefully appreciates the needs of of all stakeholders in Winter Park. So we really hope people will follow what we're doing so they can join in. Fantastic. Well, thank you both. Uh, Thanks to Kalani, our awesome uh, student marketing coordinator and board operator. Couldn't uh, have the show without her. Uh, So on behalf of Mayor Anderson and Betsy Gardner-Eckbert, thanks for uh, joining us this month. Tune in uh, the third Wednesday of March for uh, the next show. And be sure to follow our podcast and feel free to share with friends and neighbors uh, this great uh, content information uh, show. Uh, So with that, we wish you a great day in Winter Park. Thanks.